from him who grounds us firmly in the faith so that we don't float away into worry and despair. From him be all grace and mercy and peace. Amen. Our text for this morning is our gospel lesson, especially where Jesus says, Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? This is our text. Last week, it was the rich fool teaching us about life and possessions. And this week, as I gave you a little preview last week, it is some very well-fed birds that teach us a very similar lesson about life and possessions. Martin Luther once had the opportunity to preach on Jesus' little sermon about worry, and this is what he said about the birds. He said, thus our dear Lord holds before us the example of the birds as if to say, birds do not have a care in the world. For they know they have an excellent kitchen chef and generous butler whose name is the Heavenly Father. And this is the reason they say not to worry. Haven't you heard what kind of cuisine and cellar we have? Namely, as wide as the world is wide. That's the reason we fly wherever we wish. We find our find and the table is well prepared. And Luther goes on. The same Heavenly Father wants gladly to be your kitchen chef and butler, if you would only believe it or want to have him. He proves it by what he does. He gives you land, granary, cellar, and barns. He gives you abundance much more than he gives the birds. Why then won't you trust in him? Do like the birds. Learn to believe, sing, be happy, and let your Heavenly Father do your caring for you. You are surely the unhappiest people when you worry and do not choose to trust in God. These are indeed comforting words and beautiful examples which ought to move us deep within. Luther's words apply to us just as much today as they did when he first spoke them, way back in the 1600s. Consider the birds. And then Jesus moves on to the flowers. He reminds us that they grow and they're clothed not on their own or by themselves, but God himself is the one that clothes and grows the flowers. And when you take a look at the beauty, if you really study the intricacy of a flower and the clothing of those flowers, when you stop to smell the roses, as it were, you see just how thoughtful, how creative, how caring and just how much God provides without any merit or worthiness on the flower's part or on our part. If God creates and clothes the flowers like he does, what about you? The incredible conclusion that Jesus makes is this, and do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink or be worried for all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And so Jesus gives us two incredible reasons for it not worrying. The first is that God knows our need. And the second is that it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
So let's take just a couple of moments to look at those two reasons for not worrying. First, the Father knows your need. He knows all your needs because he knows everything. It's a comforting thought that God does know everything usually. It's not always so comforting that he knows everything about us. But it's only comforting if he is a gracious God. If the Father knows our need and then he doesn't give us anything, then he's no better than those evil fathers that Jesus talks about that give their children a snake instead of a fish and a scorpion instead of an egg. A God who knows everything isn't necessarily a good God. It's kind of like when bad things happen or we're worried about something and we say, oh, it's okay, God is in control. But it's not necessarily a, God, a good thing that God is in control unless that God who is in control also is the God who works all things together for our good to those who are called according to his purpose. And also that he is a forgiving God. But a God who knows both everything and also graciously forgives our sins and provides for our needs, that's the best kind of God. That's the God of the Bible. That is our God. The God who knows all things, who is gracious, who forgives, and who pours out his abundance on us out of the storehouses of his kingdom. God knows our needs. Take a look around. He provides for them. I don't always like to talk about Greek words in my sermons, but I can't help it this week because I ran across a fascinating word study that really drives home Jesus' point about worry. Jesus says, And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. Well, what's that Greek word for the word worried? It's meteorizomai. Meteorizomai. You hear, obviously, in that word, the word meteor. The word can literally refer to something that's up in the air or raised on high. Meteorologists study those things, don't they? The things that are up in the air, the things that are on high. And so why is that word, meteorizomai, translated here as the word worried? Because when we're worried, it's like we're up in the air. It's like we're hovering. We're worried when we are suspended between faith and fear. When we're suspended between hope and despair, when we're just floating there in that place and we have no solid grounding. But Jesus in his graciousness says it doesn't have to be like that. With him by your side, with his Holy Spirit filling you with faith, with your heavenly Father graciously watching over you, Keep your feet on the ground, Jesus says. Be firm. Don't waver or hover like somebody who's suspended in the air. Jesus is telling us that we don't have to be like that plastic bag that you see floating down the highway, caught in the breeze, jumping over cars, going back and forth, carried this way and that in every direction with no stability or firmness. You don't have to be like that. Instead, Jesus says, seek his kingdom, which is stable and firm and secure and lasting. His kingdom grounds you in Jesus' 
very earthy and earthly body that was nailed to the wood of the cross. In reality, it's something that really happened in history for you. That's what your faith is grounded in. And that same body is given into your mouth to keep you grounded in the faith, to overcome the silly worries of this world. That's the graciousness of a God who cares and who unloads all the worry and burden off of you and takes it right upon himself. Not only is God gracious, but secondly, it is also God's good pleasure. Note the word pleasure to give you his kingdom. Can you imagine that? That it's one of God's great joys to, with a smile on his face, pour down upon you all the gifts that are connected to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is, of course, Jesus' gracious reign in our lives, in the church, in the world, and God gives us all the gifts of that kingdom. When God thinks about the things that he loves most to do, it is giving you all of that, all the riches of his entire kingdom. The kingdom of God is the reign of Christ in your life and in this world that never ends. It's a gracious reign. It's characterized by forgiveness and mercy for those who are in need. And that's us, isn't it? We are in need and we are very needy because of our sin. And that's why we worry, which is also sin. But that's precisely why Jesus talks about getting yourself some money bags. Now, these are different kind of money bags. Money bags that don't grow old and that have a treasure in them from the heavens. It doesn't fail. In that, that treasure in the heavens, nobody can steal it. Nobody can destroy it. Nothing can happen to it. Jesus says, hold open your spiritual money bag and he will pour into it. All these riches, the riches of love and grace and mercy and favor and hope and most of all, the forgiveness of your sins, blood bought by him on the cross. That's his gift to everyone who believes. And he continues to give this gift as he creates faith in and with and through his word as we read it and mark it and inwardly digest it. As we sit at Jesus' feet here in church, as we study his word at home, as we come together in groups to study it together. Which reminds me of last week's lesson from that rich fool. Rather than storing up possessions for ourselves, we live our lives as Christians, as believers, free from worry, remembering that we have been graciously given the kingdom and everything that entails. And since we are residents and possessors of that kingdom, we are free now. We're free to give generously to those who need it, through the church and outside of the church. When we do this, our heart is where God's heart is, with those who need him and his gracious reign in their lives. It's not just about giving other people money and things that they need. It's our joy to open the door to the kingdom to all those in our lives who need that. And so we say with the birds, not to worry, 
Haven't you heard what kind of cuisine and cellar we have, namely as wide as the world is wide? That's the reason we fly wherever we wish. We find our find, and the table is well prepared. So come to the table this morning. Come to the kingdom table. Your meal is prepared. Your sins are forgiven. Your worry is wiped away, and you have everything you need. In Jesus' name, amen.